She heard him shift his weight in the seat and try to conceal a gasp of pain. Immediately, she wrenched the binoculars from her face. Nate, what is it? What can I do? Nothing, Anne, I'm fine. His voice was husky with exhaustion. Go on, check the house. She raised the glasses back to her eyes, trained them on the farmhouse this time. Its whitewashed stone walls glowed with the reflection of a nebulous moon. She found the outline of what she knew from photographs was a sagging slate roof. What am I looking for? Check the windows first. Are they intact? A pause while she checked all four. Yes, the ones that I can see. That's good. What about the door? Is it open? Does it look like it's been forced? It's difficult to tell, but... She frowned. No, I think it's secure. That's good, Han. That's great. Okay. Look, I don't think anyone is here. I, I I don't think anyone can be, but we're going to be cautious all the same. We're going to keep the lights out until we're off the main road, and we're going to drive slowly. The entrance is just up ahead. From what I remember of this place, it's rough going until we get down to that bridge, then it flattens out. We'll, we'll park around the far side of the house so that nobody can see our car from the road. He paused, hissing through his teeth as he shifted his weight again. Are you ready? Hannah blew air from her cheeks, nodded. Take the binoculars for me. She held them out to him, felt his hand brush against hers. His fingers were wet, sticky. She felt her throat constricting. Nate, are you still bleeding? It doesn't matter, come on. We're nearly safe now. She suddenly had to know. Despite his calming words, his encouragement, she was still reeling from the shock of tonight's events. Before they went any further, she needed to know exactly what she faced. On impulse, her hand went to the overhead light. She snapped it on. Some of the hope Hannah had been clinging to died then, as she saw the true state of him. She clenched her teeth and forced her jaw to still itself, determined not to reveal how acutely his appearance affected her. Blood drenched him. His woolen jacket was saturated with it. The fabric of his shirt glistened and dripped. Blood pooled between his legs. It collected in the folds of the seat. It soaked his jeans. When Hannah raised her eyes to his face, her emotions betrayed her and she sobbed. He was dying. She could have no doubt. Scarcely any life could remain inside him. His lips had lost all of their colour, his cheeks, where he had not wiped blood over them, were as pale as milk. Despite the cool air inside the four-by-four, sweat stood out in beads upon his skin. Nate tried to smile, but when his lips drew back from his teeth, she saw a corpse leering at her. I think the bleeding is starting to slow down. Her voice trembled, on the verge of a scream. We need to get you to a hospital, Nate, right now. He shook his head. No, we can't. It'll be all right. I I promise you. Nate, we... No. Hannah, listen to me. Nate paused, and she saw he was gulping for air. We can't take any risks with this. You know that. I know you do. What happens to me is irrelevant. We have to protect Leah. 
The scream pressed at the back of Hannah's throat, taunting her. At the mention of Leah's name, she turned to look at their daughter, asleep on the back seat. The sight of her smooth face, so fragile and so serene, terrified her and rallied her in equal measure. He was right. They had no choice. But how did she meet Nate's eyes and accept his words without protest? How could she become an accessory to sacrifice like that? It tore something within her. Only two people in the world she loved like this. Putting one before the other was unthinkable, as was the alternative. Nate eased his hand out of his jacket, stared at his bloodied fingers. This is survivable, Han, believe me. I've lost a lot of blood. I know that. I I realize how bad it looks, but I've, I've seen injuries like this before... And I can make it.